Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody and welcome to Red Wings Rant where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Oh man. Mike, either I'm going to be way behind with what you hear or you're going to be way behind with what I hear. But uh, anyway, it's uh, good to be back. Last week we were talking about uh, some salary projections across the NHL for improving the Detroit Red Wings um, in the UFA market. Right? We tried to do a pretty good job. No, no restricted free agents. Um, and, you know, for good reason. Uh, we've seen a couple of franchises, and today we're going to play the game of, like, is it possible to emulate what these two teams are doing? Um, and we don't, I don't even mean to say, I don't even mean to say Florida and, Golden, and the Golden Knights, because we do it every goddamn year. Every goddamn year, we look at the teams that are in the Stanley Cup Finals, and we say... What, what about us? Oh, what can right. we do? <laughs> what can we do to uh, emulate the winning franchise? And yeah. of course, we've looked at for the last few seasons um, Steve Eiserman's former team. And even though they didn't win last year, uh, still making it to the finals felt pretty good. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure for the Tampa Bay Lightning and and for us as Steve Eiserman fans and Red Wings fans, we were thinking to ourselves, okay. We're on our way to becoming the next Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, where are we? Just mm. we'll kind of break it down. Are, are there some changes? Um, decoy, first one aboard here. He was here uh, 17 minutes ago. Decoy, if uh, the missing link and Hillbilly Jim had a baby, it would be Radko Gudis. Mm. It's got to be that beard. <laughs> Radko Gudis is is right now. That's an intimidating man. In the playoffs, the longer that beard gets, I feel like the more intimidating you get. Uh, Ketzel, what's going on, my man? It's been a while. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen Ketzel uh, on the live feed. Chewy, always aboard. Chewy, how are you doing? Soap dish is Soap aboard. Dish. It's been a minute, bud. How are you yeah. doing? Classic avatar, retire 91 is aboard. Appreciate it, Soap Dish. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, you posed this uh idea to me before the show. Um, and I, I guess what I'm trying to wrap my brain around is between Vegas and Florida, uh, 
which is the question you want to explore which of those two paths to success are we closer to doing like which which is more feasible um which of those could we do in an off season it's yeah is that what we want to try and accomplish because it, it i i mean i know I, florida was good last year but it kind of felt like uh there's some real magic this season some kachuk magic definitely and i think i think there's a way like when we pull up these rosters uh in a second here um i think this is where i want to take the conversation because this isn't to say like it's been like a, oh eiserman has failed or he's doing a bad job it's like the conversation is we're seeing these other teams pulling the trigger on what I'm about to describe is like the philosophy or, or the tactic they're taking. And there seems to be some pretty juicy names out on the trade market. And I'm wondering if the thing to copy with the Florida Panthers and the Vegas golden Knights, especially with the Vegas golden Knights and their continued success over six years here and you you could argue and we'll talk about it in a second you could argue oh the expansion draft set them up for success which is obviously what none of us said after the expansion draft was over for the knights nobody looked at that team was like stanley cup contender but but what i wanted what i want to say is they've both aggressively attacked the trade market both teams you can look at and it doesn't even have to be like the the team that the Florida Panthers presented last season was still built through the trade market. The one that uh, won the president's trophy wasn't, you know, making it to the Stanley cup finals like they did this year, but they did a lot of work on the trade market and they did a lot of work on the trade market again. And the Vegas golden Knights are nonstop trade market team, bringing over Mark stone, doing what it takes to bring over superstars, Jack Eichel. They were doing everything they could. Uh, which I didn't remember this until I listened to a podcast earlier today, but they reminded me they were in on the Eric Carlson stuff. They wanted to bring Carlson over. Couldn't get it done, but they were a part of those conversations. Those yeah. Were, and uh... like they, they're not necessarily like, like, and we also know, uh, uh, cause we've experienced some trade deadline, um, the benefits of some aggressive trade deadline, some aggressive expansion of the golden Knights. when they went for Thomas Tatar and gave us a first round pick. Um, so I'm not even necessarily talking about that. I'm talking about there's names that are on the market that aren't always on the trade market. And you've got two of the biggest names that have hit the trade market in the last couple of years. And a couple of, a couple of franchises did what they did, whatever it took to bring them in. And now they're looking yeah. at each other in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, uh, just a quick, a uh, couple of quick. Uh, I want to give Chewy had a had a receipt uh, when he called Florida to win the cup when they got Matthew Tuchuk uh, performance art. Also, uh, I can't believe the Heat are in the effing finals. That is insane. Uh, <laughs> how how is Florida just rocking and rolling right now? Like the state collectively. Um, well. Performance art. But, uh, it's got to be the OJ. Yeah. Um, no, but, um, you know, we talked about, um, I think a week or two ago, a little bit of envy that we had for, a, you know, a team that we wanted to pillage from in Toronto where they had, what, five, almost five players making almost 10 million. 
Um, and I guess just comparing that to Vegas, uh, it's Eichel, who they traded for, Mark Stone, nine and a half that they traded for. Um, they did sign Petrangelo. Um, and that's about it. Then they filled in the rest of the roster with, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of guys that I feel the Red Wings could acquire, right? It's not completely out of the realm of possibility of of guys they could get. Um, well, yeah, really I... similar similarly, uh, you know, Florida, yeah, obviously got to have something worth trading for in order to trade, you know, to get Kachuk, um, you know, but you know they drafted Barkov, uh. The other big money players, uh, you know, they drafted Ekblad. So, I mean, you already got Cider. So, I feel like you could kind of go one for one there. And then it's it's just about the goalie for for them. You know, do we have a goalie? Oh, I don't want to pay $10 million, But a goalie who's worth $10 million who can carry you this I, far into the playoffs. I wouldn't even, like, I, I didn't even, when I pulled up these rosters, I didn't even pull up goaltending. Because nobody was looking at Bobrovsky and saying like, oh, cool, you carry that guy into the playoffs. And especially nobody was looking at Aiden Hill and saying, yep, that guy is for sure. Like what Aiden Hill, uh, no, I'm not, like yeah, either a 900 or sub 900 save percentage. So I'm not saying you're saying that, but I, I purposefully didn't even throw them into the equation because I am leaning more and more into the the uh, the world of, you know what? Vegas has like a new goaltending set up like year after year um they, they toss out goaltenders like nothing bring in new guys and it, it's 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 more about a system and um yeah i think i think too this isn't really where i wanted to take the conversation but i just want to add this little ditty like we have Derek lalone who pretty much threw out there uh when doing some coverage for the nhl playoffs like there's a there's a strategy behind keeping Vasilevsky safe. He leaves the Tampa Bay Lightning, and now he's terrible. I don't know. Malone said there was a strategy to keep Vasilevsky safe with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then all of a sudden, Malone leaves, and he plays like shit in the playoffs. So I I'm just saying, maybe we have the guy that knows how to strategize for a goaltender to find success in the playoffs. I'm just throwing that out there, so maybe we're okay. But, 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 you said the things that I was interested in talking about with the Ekblad, with the Barkov. We very well could have a one for one in those two names. Sure. Dylan Larkin, Moritz Cider. Boom. Yeah, so uh I guess the the hardest part, right, would be trading for a superstar, <laughs> which okay, right? Not a not a short order, right? I mean yeah. trading for Eichel, who, you know, uh um an analytics darling, right? Um a guy who had some boo-boos. We weren't sure if they were real boo-boos. If he was, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of dragging him out a little bit to uh, get out of town, right? So I think yeah. that one's a little bit more of a special circumstance. But I mean, these are two, you know, and looking at Eichel, looking at Kachuk, those are two guys, 25, 26, uh, that you're getting in their primes. Like those, those trades are out there. And what's a little frustrating is I know when those guys were available, the Red Wings had draft picks, they had prospects and we were kind of like, no, we, you know, we're still waiting for all our guys to pan out. This is a team. We're not quite ready yet. I mean, you know, if we trade that trade for them, you know, what are we really doing? What are we surrounding them with? But it's almost like the argument could be made like roster for roster outside of the superstars, respectively, 
rosters aren't that different, and I feel like the Red Wings are pretty good at um, assessing and acquiring peripheral talent. You know, guys to fill out third, you know, third and fourth lines, second lines in a pinch. So it's kind of like, yeah, but if you make the move and be aggressive to acquire one of these guys, I know you're trying to play the long game, but I, these guys accelerate everything. And, you know, make a team like Vegas, which, you know, has some good players, but I, I don't know if you would have necessarily called them, you know, cup winners, right? And then Eichel comes in, and it's like, I feel pretty good about them. Florida, I... I still don't know if you necessarily would have seen, you know, coming in with, you know, the the change, you know, for Huberdo and, you know, line for line, player for player. Like, yeah, these guys are definitely going, you know, play for a cup. It's just, it's, I feel like, you know, if we had been a little bit more aggressive, or at least now we know going forward, if, if going forward, we could be a little bit more aggressive, this this outcome is not outside of our capability. So you, yeah, you might have to give away some scary, you know, prospects that you love. Yeah, you might have to give away some beloved first rounders, but woo, knowing we're pretty good at acquiring and assessing and building peripheral talent that seems to get along. Uh, if you can find a way to trade for another guy that's kind of in this age group, um, you know, this productive. Uh, you know, it's not that crazy to think about, you know, playoffs. So I don't know if it's, if you agree with this, you know, kind of the the um, turtle in the hair with, or the tortoise in the hair and the Red Wings kind of playing the role of the tortoise. Are you, are you kind of fed up with that? Or do you still agree that Iserman's kind of wait and see approach is the best way to go? Well, I like, um, so you could apply this in so many different ways. I, I, I just saw this before we started recording, but it was Barry Trotz earlier today, who of course has taken over for uh, the Nashville Predators. And this is him saying, like, this is what he said to his scouts. Take some swings, take some high-end swings on some guys. And then he said, you could find third line, fourth line guys, no problem. Get me some guys that get people out of their seats. Now he's talking about the draft. Okay. I get yeah. that. He's yeah. talking about take some high risk, uh, make some, make some high risk choices here, you know, uh, high risk, high reward. High risk, high reward is, is kind of not <laughs> in the realm that we've played in, uh, these first few years with Steve Eiserman at the helm. And, uh, we're looking down the barrel of a draft that has five picks in the first 43 picks. And I don't think we're going to land a guy that's going to make a huge difference this year. And you just got to ask yourself, like, um, you know, it's it's and we've been asking this question for a while. And Righteous, I appreciate you. Hit that like button, you plebs. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and this is the question we've been asking. Sorry, I got to reset here. I'm like, and you asked it already. And I don't think it even has to be. Are you getting sick of waiting? It's it's just. It comes down to like, how do you visualize fandom? And maybe I'm, I just said it comes down to like, I'm simplifying it, but I'm actually about to like maybe overcomplicate it. But um, when you're a fan, like you enjoy a lot of aspects of what your favorite team does. And we, 
we practice that when we're watching Moritz Cider. And, uh, you know, Joe Valeno wasn't really a part of the game, but, uh, you know, the IIHF World Championships and uh, Moritz Cider, you know, we're, we have the replays going about of him crushing people. We're like, yeah, go Moritz Cider. But what does that do for us as Red Wings fans? You know, like, it's fun, right? And it's kind of like, okay, cool. But to like Barry Trot's point, don't you want to get your butt out of the seat at the LCA? And not just while we're sitting around tweeting and going like, wow, we drafted a really great defenseman. I can't wait for his games to mean something in a couple of years. You know, and and uh, again, I, I'm taking Barry Trot's statement and I love it. And I'm manipulating it to say maybe we wrap this around the trade market. Um, you take you take some swings, you take some high risk, you lose some guys that you think are are really going to be something. But you're also bringing over guys that approve something, and and like we mentioned these last few episodes, there's some guys on the market. You know, obviously, I'm my eyeball is towards the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, yeah, and I know there's a lot of things to be nervous about you bring a guy over does the production stay at a high level i think you're looking at some guys that will take your take the production to any team across the nhl take the the production to any line will make your power play stronger and you know i'm i'm looking at an article that max boltman put out today and uh he's like describing um some guys that we've already talked about for the uh, from the us ntdp uh, to draft them. And I just, you know, I kind of look at what Max is saying in there and he's describing certain guys uh, that we could draft. And he's like, yeah, that sort of fits, you know, what Eiserman's looking for in a forward. And, 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 and no part of it is it like, yeah, we're, we're looking for the guys that are going to grip it and rip it. You know, it's like, we're always, like, we're just going to be chock full of guys that will fill out anybody's middle six. And I'm being, I'm exaggerating a little bit here. Maybe I'm showing a little bit of my frustration, but, um, yeah, it's just kind of like we've got some guys that we could probably afford to lose that are high, high ranking prospect pool players for the Red Wings, um, sure. and some draft picks this year for sure. And, um, see if we can see if we can make something happen across the league. And it's not, it's not to say it has to happen this off season, but you know, like you're looking at, you're looking at these two teams and when somebody became available, like they, they did what they could to bring them in and Vegas has done it multiple times. Florida's done it a couple of times where you could kind of make the connection where it was like, well, they were kind of taking a chance there, but that chance worked out. That, uh -huh. Florida's taking a chance. You know what? Talking about some like hoping for like high reward, but even low risk, like Anthony Duclair is a name that I really was hoping we'd get and he's man that's a name i've been just keeping an eye on uh, carter hagee works out pretty well for floor i don't know it's just <sighs> let me let me so while you collect yourself do from these two teams um yeah, yeah i'm gonna yourself, i just want to throw a few of the comments in there decoy saying he's uh or they uh saying they are pro tortoise um also saying stevie y is building more of a snapping turtle looks slow but shockingly fast and dangerous and Jim Johnson trying to be the voice of reason. Uh, patience, folks. Patience. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Impatience could set us back further. Um, but isn't that we... the whole thing? 
like, Jim, I, I know exactly what you're saying, but it's like, we're going to take, here's, here's, here's the option, right? We take a swing at a draft pick and we hope that they, they pan out in like two to three years, or we trade for a guy that's shown production and we try to see if we can make that work with our team. Of course, there's going to be conversations with a loan. There has to be, you know, this thought process of, is this going to work salary wise? So I'm not asking us to do a move here. That's just going to be insane. Um, so I'm hoping that there's some strategy that would come along with it, but there's risk in either choice. There's risk in being patient and saying, we're going to build through the draft. And then we end up with a bunch of guys that we don't know. Will they ever pan out? Um, but there's also, you know, there's, there's the risk involved with trading too. So it's kind of like, Part of the reward with these trades is you move up the timeline a little bit and your games that you get to watch mean a little bit more. To me, I, I don't know, as a fan, that's I, I'm going to say that the older I'm getting, the more that means something to me, especially as a Detroit sports fan right now, where it feels like every time we get a sniff of a, a legit Tigers franchise, they just <laughs> step on their own dick and... <laughs> tumble on their way to first um you know and i couldn't i could not tell you guys how scared i am of the detroit lions this year because we're all so sure it's the year i can't even begin to describe the fear i have um uh, i would like to know who you're talking to who has that kind of certainty um i think it's more like cautious optimism for the lions um i think it's just national pundits who are saying they might be good but Let's, uh, I mean, just, just for giggles, okay? Next season's roster has a lot of, uh, a lot of familiar faces. Um, obviously, Larkin. Uh, Andrew Kopp, I don't think anyone's trading for him. Uh, David Perron, I don't think the Red Wings want to trade him. I think if they were going to, they would have done it at this past uh, trade deadline. Uh, Fabry, nobody's trading for that contract. Uh, Kubelik, UFA, I don't think anyone's trading for him. Sedina, no value on the market. That has to be it solely value um, in the eyes of uh, Stephen uh, Bloomberg Iserman. I don't know his middle name. Uh, <laughs> Matt, then you got Bergeron, Lucas Raymond, Casper, um, and Charnik, and a lot of cap space. So, uh, I mean, you know, Valeno will probably get re-signed. And then, uh, you know, is Puse coming back? I don't know. So, I mean, forward-wise, there's some openings, man. Um, and I don't mean—I don't know if that just means that now they think Soderblom is, is you know, just going to be full-time 82 games next season. Right. Um, but you're sitting on all these, you know, uh, second-rounders back-to-back-to-back. I would hope that we could find some, some win-now players uh, because – it doesn't uh it doesn't make me it doesn't make me feel optimistic looking at the familiar faces coming back next season and thinking yeah it could be us in the finals well i want to point out real quick we're going to take a quick break and be right back jim johnson i want to see keller and severson in detroit as as oh, something that Everson. i yes. i would be i would be, whisper those sweet nothings i would be really excited about and uh jared throws out there i'm just worried the wings are going to turn into the eastern conference version of the minnesota wild which i will tell you guys right now i just pulled up they're cap friendly 
including a guy who's on injured reserve, but think about 18 skaters, right? Nine of them are draft picks. Mm. We have two draft picks. I'm just saying, draft picks can mean a couple of things. <laughs> Before we go to the break, D- uh, decoy with comment of the show so far. Joe, curb stop Valeno has value. <laughs> you can't say that. Um, <laughs> all right, Matt, get the ad in there. We'll Cut- be right back. Cutting shins, baby. <laughs> Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Who are you guys going to put your money down for? Put your money down for Jack Eichel? Put your money down for Matthew Kachuk? I don't know. It's up to you. Every time I give advice, it's horrible. Uh, But what I can tell you, you to have fun the advice i can give is to download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and sign up with code thpn new customers can make a five dollar hockey playoff bet and score 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly that's code thpn only at DraftKings sportsbook gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in massachusetts call 800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline ma.org in new york call 8778hopeny or text hopeny467369 in kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of boot hill casino resort kansas 21 and up in eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources uh, Soapdish um, throws out there when he feels the time is right. Of course, Stevie Y and the Iser plan. Uh, Stevie will shock the fan base and do what it takes to add high-end talent. He's building a sustainable product. He has draft capital, cap space, picks, prospects. Of course, all the flexibility in the world. All the flexibility in the world. Absolutely correct here, Soapdish. So let's be aggressive. Be aggressive. Yeah. Be, no, Soapdish, uh, it's been be a minute. He aggressive. comes back. He's being uh, super pragmatic, patient. Um, yeah, I just, uh, it it just, I'm sure the Illiches are very excited about that cap space, right? So they get a few extra million floating around, but uh, whoo, this is, uh, this is shaping up to be a pretty interesting time uh, with some Canadian teams uh, ripe for the picking. Um, and if they want to kind of get a restart, we're uh, we're right there to help them, you know, reboot the team. We got your draft picks right here. We'll take some big contracts off your hands, and uh, we'll take some guys who, you know, are comfortable scoring a point a game. Um, ooh, yeah. Soapdish uh, threw Soap out dish there in hot um, today. Man, we've missed this guy. <laughs> the Wild don't have the ammo we have, and I I I will say this potentially. And we don't know what everyone's career is going to turn out like. Um, I can say this. This is going to be me talking out of both sides of my mouth. But injuries could come into play for any one of our highly touted prospects. Of course, if we trade for someone, the same exact thing could happen. But we're also playing the game of like, all right, waiting for a guy to develop completely. As opposed to the guy that's ready to go. And they could both get injured at any time. Um, now there was somebody, uh, there, there was a big push here of, of not, uh, oh, here it is. Yeah. There's just a few people thrown in there. Cider's untouchable. Absolutely. And I don't think this works if you're moving cider. 
Like, look at look at what Florida did. Look at what Vegas did. They kept the core. They kept a core that you know, is it a, is it really their core that they built through the expansion draft? But you know, they 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 moved enough to get the guy. They kept enough to keep a team. I, I'd say definitely more so on the Florida side. I mean, you're talking about you know the Sashas and the Ekblads, very important. Um, and they made the right choice with Huberto because um, you know. I mean, number one, they're in the Stanley Cup Finals, but number two, Cal- you know, Calgary's not doing so hot. I'm watching from the sidelines right now. Uh, yeah, it's um, there's so many different ways to look at this stuff, and I feel like all I'm doing is playing. Like some of it is like me just playing gotcha, where it's like, well, there's risk involved with that, but there's also like we do the patient draft thing, and the, I mean. Every year, we're just like, okay, let's see if these guys turn out. Or am I going to get hit by a bus? And, oh, great. I watched so many years of the Red Wings draft prospects going through Grand Rapids and catching, like, nine games a season, um, getting one game of Marco Casper. I got hit by a bus, and it's all over. <laughs> I get it. You know, this is that's this is definitely me being selfish and picking the one versus, you know, 10 million. Uh, but I, you know, I think that's I think that's a valid concern is my own mortality. And I think it was uh, Jim threw it in there earlier. Just wait till you boys get as get as old as me, which I agree. Um, and Jim, that means you've seen, you know. Well, I guess we've probably seen the same amount of Stanley Cups. I, We'd have to, I'd have to, I'd have to audit where you're at, Jim, age-wise. But um, yeah, I've been very lucky. What for Stanley Cups, right? What was the what was the Stanley Cup before '96, '97? Is what I'm saying. Mike, you turned your head. I'm just like, all right. Well, I, I was... Uh, no, I was reacting to Jared uh, throwing in there. Casper's going to steal Zadina's spot. Uh, you mean in the press box? What does that mean? In a, in a good way. Zadina doesn't have a <laughs> roster spot. You're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um oh. yeah i uh jim 69 <laughs> nice <laughs> sorry jim all right chewy got chewy has it so 1955 or 56 so jim what what is that what does 69 make you i can't do math what are we talking about i've been working all day yeah why are we crunching this I don't know. I'm going to take the number. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't give us the years. We didn't have to figure out the age. This is much better. All right. Um, no, I was asking when was the last time we won the cup before 96, 97? Oh. Um, so, I mean, is the consensus then that people still want to be patient? They're not really gung-ho for this big trade? Big swing Yeah, I'm going to... For anybody that's just listening to the podcast, I think um, the YouTube comments commenters are mostly in agreement that this is more about let's be patient and let's draft. I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I just wonder if we go through 43 picks uh, in this year's draft, are you guys going to be, and we pick all five picks? Like, what's your feeling going to be? Is it going to feel like we wasted an opportunity or is it just going to be like, wow. all right, 
Uh, that's a really uh, that's a really interesting point. Thank you. You've never you said s- that before. S- I think on the podcast. <laughs> I usually wait till the camera's off. Um, <laughs> yeah, are we gonna make all five of those picks? And then, would you be happy if we did? That's a really interesting question. Hmm. I think uh, based on. <laughs> Based on where I would hope that this team is, like, their trajectory is, I'll be very bummed out if we make all five of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I, um... I don't know if I, I... I'm not even... I don't, I don't even want to use them as a sweetener to, like, get out of the Sherratt contract. Like, I'm gonna, you know... Woo! Man, don't, don't, uh, don't fire me from the show, but, you know, if you could bundle those with, like, uh, a guy we like... You know, like Lucas Raymond. <gasps> oh, just saying, maybe. Ketzel, we will make all five picks, and I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Well, what's the we we picked uh, Gustav Lindstrom before Jason Robertson, who just got uh, eliminated from the playoffs with the Dallas Stars, and of course put in five goals. Uh, in the Western Conference Finals, and you know, I think I think attached to his great season, and maybe not so great first and second rounds, but his third round is, is so many different tweets out there of like, oh, I wish my team had gotten him. He was a great second round pickup. Yeah. So there's this idea that you know what the Red Wings have three picks lined up in the second round. Are you going to find Jason Robinson? Are you going to find Braden Point with three straight picks in the, the second cooch. round? Right. The Cooch was a second I'm a, too. Yeah. Oh. Kucherov. Uh what's point then? Or am I getting that wrong? No, he was buried in the draft, wasn't he? I thought he was like was a he? fifth rounder. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's just there you are. You're exponentially increasing that chance. Um, it goes higher if you trade a couple of picks to get the first, but <laughs> I would say the first round. So much for us, huh? Oh, really? <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, we'll fuck that one up. Anyway, we'll keep going. <laughs> Well, we know. We know there's been late picks for the Tampa Bay Lightning that helped out. Uh, that's all that really matters. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, just just oh, the Crimson. Uh, yeah, Crimson making me sad because he prays that we trade up. And uh, I don't know which god, how many gods, but uh, it's going to need a lot of prayer because I don't think anyone really wants to back out of those top five guys. Um, I smell popcorn. Somebody's making popcorn. No, you're having a stroke, Matt. Just thinking about the trades we're not going to make. Um, no, Crimson Shadow, welcome, bud. Um, no, I, I would, I would be shocked. I don't think that there's going to be an opportunity to really do that, unless you throw in both your firsts and then you know a prospect that you like. I think it would require that kind of package, like to get one of those top four guys. I do want to come back to Travis Konecki and uh, Brock Besser from Decoy. I. So uh, that, that's what Decoy says is trade for these guys. Uh, they could add offense, not cost too much. I think now this this fits along more of an aggressive pitch is what I'm going for. And I also think this this comes back to you look at those trades for the Sams for Florida, um, especially on like a Sam Ran, uh, Reinhardt side of things and, and that going pretty well. And that was maybe a little bit more costly if you take a look at the um, – the cap like a smidge there but 
you don't, you know, there's there's so many pieces that need to be filled. So it's not something where I'd look at trades for those guys and say, absolutely not. But I definitely want to focus on how aggressive like Vegas has been to keep this team relevant over the six years to keep them in the Stanley cup conversation. And of course, again, Florida wins the president's trophy and the next year they're like, all right, no, that wasn't good enough. <laughs> Get, you know, give me the super duper star. Um, so it's not, it doesn't have to mean like trading for those particular, those specific guys. It's about that philosophy of being super aggressive. And I think decoy might be nailing it there. So those would be another couple of aggressive pickups because yes, they uh, you're going to be making some ec extracurricular moves. Uh, I think to pick those guys up. So it's, it's a part of the conversation of not just, you know, signing somebody through the uh, UFA market, but uh, we got to get creative and being creative going after guys like that, I think is a little bit more aggressive. But of course, when I say I want to be aggressive and Mike disappeared, uh, but when I say I want to be aggressive, um, I want to take that that next step too. But decoy, I really love the call out because I think that that does fit along the lines of what we're talking about here. Um, decoy, make the first three picks, trade the fourth and fifth. That could be if if you got your boy, right? And I, is it is it forty, forty one, and forty two, or forty one, forty two, forty three? Um, but if you got, you know, you're you're looking for someone, and you you got who you're looking for. Or maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe we say this. Uh, maybe you're taking a couple of those second-round picks and you see somebody that might disappear ahead of you and you're just going to trade up a few spots. Like, I'm I'm all about that. But I, I, I just, there's something about making all three of those picks in a row. Like, it'll be kind of fun as a draft viewing experience, but not, I don't know. It's just not going to feel great at the end of the day. Uh, Jim says, no matter what, Stevie will surprise. If there is a formula to being a Red Wings fan right now and uh, a part of the uh, Iser Plan slappies, I think that's one thing we have learned is that uh, you can't just say nothing's for sure, right? Like you can't go into anything and say for sure this isn't happening. Um, even though Ketzel did throw in there, we will make all five picks and I don't want it. Uh, I, I laugh at that. I I mean that that you you made me chuckle, Ketzel. But I I do agree with Jim, and no matter what, Stevie will surprise. Um. So I I I think it would be hilarious if we did all five picks because I'm just gonna be picturing Ketzel at home with his arms crossed. But <laughs> but uh yeah I do I do say if there's one thing we've learned from Steve is that um we just we just don't know with Steve either. Crimson, I pray we trade up. Uh, oh, we talked. We talked about that one. If Iceman really likes a kid, you know he'll he'll move the heavens to get him. And I think that comes back to like, are we going to move a couple of second round picks uh, to maybe move up to the end of the first if there's one guy left? Um, Jim says we need a hard nosed power forward like Shanahan. I don't mind that call out at all. I don't mind taking a look at their prospect pool right now too and seeing if we can bulk up some of those boys. I think there's a six foot eight gentleman that I. Wouldn't mind finding out he's been chowing down on McDonald's and hitting the weight room every day. Um, yeah, I chew to chewy says, uh, Mike went looking for the popcorn. <laughs> uh, Crimson, so what direction do you want the wings to go? Tough and gritty or skill and fence? <sighs> Man, 
isn't isn't like the I know this is like the the chicken shit answer to kind of say there's got to be a middle ground because because you could look at that Florida lineup and say there's there's a ton of skill but there's a lot of force behind that skill especially in the Kachuk conversation um, and then you kind of look at you look at Vegas and Mark Stone for sure. For sure, he'll get that nose right into the ice. Um, he'll do whatever it takes defensively. And we've also seen some pretty good moves, uh, you know, on the offensive side. Jack Eichel, of course, when you're looking at Jack Eichel, talking about that player, you think it's skill first. So I think, I think the easy answer is you'd love to blend what's going on with those two ideas. But if you have to go one way or the other, which of course I'd rather blend. I think what Steve's doing is building a very big, a very strong defensive core, but on the forward side, I would want to go skill. Is that an acceptable answer? Is that too many like variables mixed in there and asterisks? Okay. Um, Mike has been murdered and, uh, you know, we wanted to keep these episodes right now kind of short. Uh, our late spring heading into uh, the summer. Oh, decoy. Good reminder here. Mazer could be a good hard-nosed power forward, forward that we uh, add in there. Clomp sauce. Casper's all grit. Um, yep, soap dish on the Casper conversation there, too. Um, but yeah, I think. I think there's absolutely like a blend conversation with those guys. I, I, I wouldn't say Casper is was is all grit clump sauce soap dish. I think I think they're definitely of like the conversation of uh I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot here. I'm gonna say there's parts of Kachuk, there's parts of Mark Stone that could be found in those players. Uh definitely like Mazer more along the lines of like Bertuzzi, but some grit mixed with Production. Maybe I'm confusing skill and production. I don't know. Um, Chewy agrees. That's a good way to end the show. All right. <laughs> Crimson says that answer worked for me. All right. Thanks, Crimson. Um, so let's sign off. I'm going to probably call Mike and see if he's dead um, and see what happened. I don't know. Did you guys see anybody like come up behind Mike and put like a sheet around his head or I don't know what's the in Hitman. Did you guys ever play Hitman where they he's got like the little string thing gets it all taut around the neck, and you guys just saw Mike get pulled off screen. I I didn't see anything. I just saw him disappear. So you guys tell me in the comments if you saw Mike get murdered uh, before his screen disappeared. Thanks for coming aboard, guys. Hit that like button if you have a second, and um, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you next week, and um, shoot, we'll keep the conversation going on the finals, and uh, we'll hit the. We'll hit the draft prospects again. We'll we'll see what's going on there. All right. Thanks guys. And have a good one.